Welcome to the Be Your Best Self blog by Marcia Abbott. Should we? You are sitting on the sidelines of the runway. Your child is loading up into a Cessna 182 jump plane right in front of you. You take off and travel those 12,000 feet into the air, preparing for the next steps. You worry about your sweet child being up there, all alone, with just the pilot, their parachute sack, and that cold metal floor beneath them. You know what's going to happen next. That part's easy. Your precious child is going to jump. But here's the part you aren't sure of. Here's the part that scares you the most. What if their parachute doesn't open? What if your child jumps out of the plane and has no safety net to catch them? The fear is too great. So you run back to the building as fast as you can to see if someone can stop that plane. You try to find a way to radio to your child to come back to ground level and to forget the whole thing. As a parent, you do everything in your power to stop them from the one thing that frightens you the most, the one thing that you are certain will ruin their life. That is what all of us parents would do in this situation. But the real question is, should we? Should we stop them from jumping? Will it end up ruining or ending their life? I'm about to say these next words that will make you believe that I'm a bad parent, but I'm gonna say them anyway. I don't think we should. I believe we should let them jump. There, I said it. The one thing a parent should never say. So let me explain why I feel this way and let's see if you agree. It's my son's sophomore year in a very large high school. As first semester is nearing its end, I must admit it was a tough first half. The fall season brought into our house every single one of the illnesses going around in our community. Most of us got sick with something every single month for the first four months of school and missing three to four days a week each month is not an easy thing to come back from. Then to top it all off, we learned that through some miscommunication within the school, it wasn't until first conferences that my son's teachers learned of his dyslexia and his recommended accommodations that go along with it. So you can probably guess what happened next. His grade slipped, and I don't just mean a little bit. It was frustrating and pretty clear that my son was diving very quickly into failure with no safety net below. So as his parent, I had a choice to make. I needed to decide if I was going to jump in and save the day or if I was going to let him figure it out, parachute or no parachute, and in turn, experience the failure that will most certainly come along with it. Because let's face it, I have a lot of excuses I could share with the school. I could have made a detailed outline point by point of exactly why my son wasn't doing so well this first semester, and I could have very easily put the fault on his teachers for not giving him the accommodations he needed from the very beginning. It'd be so easy to do, and all of my son's problems would just disappear. How many times have you made excuses for your child and their lackluster behavior? How often do you catch yourself blaming someone else for their faults in their life, especially by putting the blame on their teachers for their grades or performance? And when you do these things, do you do everything in your power to change it, to find a way to get them out of it, and more importantly, should you do that? Because let's be honest here, this is exactly what society is teaching us to do. Participation awards for everyone. They're never losers, only winners. If our children have a problem, if they lose something, if they falter in any way, it's not their fault. And it's never their mistake. Sound familiar? And parents, I hate to say it, but we aren't helping. Society has led us to believe that if our children fail, if they mess up, it's our fault. We then have to face the reality that our children aren't perfect, which can be a hard thing to admit in the world we live in today. And the fear that comes along with all of these emotions is sometimes too great for us to live with. So what do we do? 
we jump in to save the day and to fix it, to be 100% certain that failure is not imminent and that their life will not be ruined. We give the world this perception that our children really are perfect and it's someone else's imperfections that have caused them to mess up. So we make sure that their parachute opens with nothing but success or better yet, we step in and we don't let them jump from the start. Because let's be real, our children will fail and fail badly at that. Every single one of them are going to do it. It's just a matter of time. So let's think about this in a different way. What if in these situations, we take a step back and just see what happens? What if we didn't save the day after all? What if instead we chose to guide our children to make better choices and then hope that they will find their own and better way all on their own? What would this in turn look like? Perhaps they will take their failure, learn from it, and figure out a way to do better. More than likely, our children will learn that disappointment, imperfections, and losing are a normal part of life, and that really is okay. And hopefully, our children will figure out what it means to take responsibility for their own actions, to say sorry when it needs to be said, instead of turning the blame to everyone else in their life. If we could teach our children these lessons, will it ruin them? Will it end their life like we tend to believe? For me, I believe it'll do the exact opposite. I believe these lessons will be invaluable to them as they grow up and are forced to figure things out on their own. So yes, I had some choices to make when it came to my son's first semester of his sophomore year in high school. And here's the part I didn't mention before. I was certain the many illnesses he contracted affected his work. And I knew he didn't have every accommodation he needed. But I also knew that his effort could have doubled from where it stood in that moment. So I chose to allow him no excuses for his grades. I decided to teach him a lesson that unexpected things can happen and that working hard and planning ahead are an important part of life. And I absolutely chose not to blame the school or his teachers for any of it. While some of those things had a contributing factor, ultimately, it was my son's responsibility to put in the effort and to ask for the help he needed to get his grades where they should be. And he chose not to. So parachute or no parachute, I decided to let him live with that choice, whether he was going to succeed or fail by semester's end. We want to do everything in our power to save our children from failure, but should we? And while these next words might sound like, I am a bad parent, I'm going to say them anyway. Let them fail. Let them fall. Let them learn. There, I said it again. For those of you struggling with something in life, or if you have a topic of interest that you want me to talk about in this blog, email me at beyourbestselfblog at gmail.com. Let's work together to be our very best selves.